ask you this question. What image comes to mind when you hear the word homeless? Do you believe it to be solely a big city urban problem? A problem that only affects cities like Los Angeles and New York that have been inundated with panhandlers and tent encampments? What causes one to become houseless? And what strategies should be implemented to assist in helping people achieve and maintain housing stability? And do you believe having access to affordable housing should be a right in this country? Well, you've come to the right place. You're listening to L.A.'s all-new progressive talk radio station of the people, by the people, for the people. It's KBLA Talk 1580, and we've got you covered around the clock. Racism. We don't hate white people. We hate the oppressors, whether he be white, black, brown, or yellow. We got you. Miseducation. We got you. Gun violence. We have you covered. If you're afraid of socialism, you're afraid of yourself. A black-owned and operated evidence-based alternative radio station for progressive, open-minded people like you and me. Welcome home, L.A. We're all in this together. It's KBLA Talk 1580, broadcasting from the heart of L.A.'s Lamert Park. We've got a lot to talk about. You can't do it unless you believe that you can do it. Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here. The time is now. It is tax season And I'm going to continue to talk about the stair steps to wealth, but I have to put a focus uh, on two areas before we move on. Now, we've already started talking about the stair steps to wealth. And the reason why I want you to look at this as stair steps is because if you are at the bottom of the staircase and you know it's time for you to either go to bed um, and the bedroom is upstairs, or if you are at the top of the staircase and you know it's time for you Uh, to go down so you can get to the main level or if you're in a hotel or any building where you have to take the stairs, those stairs have to be continuously uh, uh, moved on in order for you to get from one place to the next. Okay, so I'd like you to look at this as maybe right now you're at the bottom of the stairs and it really doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. You could be in a situation where you're living check to Monday and you're at the bottom of the stairs. Or you could be in a situation where you've got a good salary, you're able to pay your bills, but you don't have a retirement and a generational wealth plan in place. You are at the bottom of the stairs. You could be in a place where you've got the retirement plan in place. Maybe you've already retired. You have the generational wealth plan in place. You've got your estate plan done and your life insurance But now you're looking for additional ways to grow your wealth and to pass it on. You are still at the bottom of your set of steps, okay? So the stair steps, uh, it's not about you being on level one and I'm on level eight. The stair steps all work together wherever you are. So if you are trying to figure out your money situation and it is frustrating you, and you can't figure it out, stair step number one says spend less money. Stair step number two says get more money, meaning you need to have multiple streams of income. 
And I talked about what those income streams are in Stair Steps to Wealth Part 1. This is Stair Steps to Wealth Part 2. What you need to do next is get your money back because the more money you make, the more the IRS will take. This is someone who is struggling, okay? You need to do this. Stair step number one, spend less money. Number two, get more money. Number three, get your money back, meaning live your life like a business so now you can write off your cell phone, your car, note, your gas, things that you were going to spend money on anyway. Now you get a tax write-off for them if you are running, like you're, you're running your life like a business and running your business like a business with the intent to make a profit. Stair step uh, number four was to make your money grow and plan for retirement. Let me help y'all understand something. Folks are looking for some money. Don't miss your money when you file your taxes. If you've got some money sitting somewhere in a bank account and you're trying to figure out how to get to the next level, I want you to make sure you take some of that money and put it into an IRA. If you are self-employed, you can either choose the IRA or the solo 401k. If you are self-employed and you're a sole proprietor, then I prefer that you do the solo 401k because if you choose the IRA, then you get to, you have a limited amount of money that you can place into the IRA in order to decrease your taxes, all right? So that you're saying, well, why does it make sense for me to even do this? Because it minimizes the amount of money that you have to pay in taxes. So if you are under the age of 50, you can take $6,000, put it in an IRA. If your adjusted gross income was $100,000, now they're gonna deduct 6,000 and now it's only $94,000 and that's gonna save you some money in taxes, okay? It's gonna save you some money in taxes. If you are 50 or older, then you get to add $7,000 to your IRA, all right? Now, here's what happens if you actually had a 401k. If you have a 401k, you can put in up to $20,500. That means if you made $100,000, if that was your adjusted gross income, without putting this money to the side in your 401k, then you're gonna be taxed on the whole 100,000. We already talked about how that doesn't work. You don't even get the money in your check and they want you to be taxed on the whole thing. But if you take $20,000 and put it into your IRA, then now your uh, taxable income is going to be reduced by $20,500. So now you're only gonna be taxed on $79,500, okay? Now, that $20,000, that could be the difference in taxes owed of about two to $3,000. Two to three thousand dollars. So you have to get your money back. These are just some of the basic deductions. You also get deductions if you own a home, if you've got mortgage interest, real estate taxes. But here's the deal: if you have a home-based business, you now get to write off a portion of your rent, a portion of your mortgage, a portion of your light bill, gas bill, telephone bill, your mobile phone. Every time you get in your car and drive for business, now you are cooking with gas. Okay? So getting your money back is important. Now you see how it connects to making your money grow, okay? And it's very important for you to do that. Now, if you are a sole proprietor or single member LLC, then the amount of money that you get to put into your solo 401k now goes up to $61,000, okay? 
a total of $61,000 that you'll get to put into your total 401k. Um, pardon me, that was, that's for 2022. For 2021, it's $58,000, okay? $58,000. And you have until the tax deadline to put that in. And if the tax deadline has already passed, then do it for the next year because you're going to need to get your money back next year too. All right. So we're still talking about the stair steps to wealth, but here's, we're going to focus on number five, protecting your wealth, get some life insurance people. Even when I was broke, I had enough life insurance to pass on to my children and ch their children and their children for generations to come. We have to stop dying and leaving bills to our heirs. They, they want to jump in the casket, they crying, and all they got is bills. We need to leave a legacy. So number five is to protect your wealth. The harvest is here. The time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. More of the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. Yep. The harvest is here and the time is now. It is our season to win. Uh, we're talking about the stair steps to wealth. Uh, we're talking about spending less money. Why? Because let me tell you. Being focused on material things can not only get you in financial trouble, trouble. yeah, mm -hmm. but emotional trouble. And clearly in this case with this person, now how did they defraud the school out of $40 million? And how long did they take and, and tell, what happened? Okay, so let's back it up. We have a, a former Yale University med school employee uh, who just pled guilty to, to defrauding the school to the tune of $40 million to live, live a luxurious life. Now, let me tell you, she's got designer goods, whole lot of Louis. She's got multiple homes. She's got trips that she takes abroad. She's got uh, luxury vehicles. I mean, everyone that you could actually imagine, expensive cars, real estate and travel. Um, yeah, she she's in a bit of a, a a bind right now. Well, let's just say she she's going to do her time. Now, um, the med schools department. She worked for the emergency medicine uh, department and took money during an eight year period um, where she knew that she needed to get approval to spend money for ten thousand. But anything less than ten thousand, she had the freedom to just write checks for. So $9,999.99. Because I, I, mm -hmm. I bet she probably wasn't discreet. She was probably writing it up to, <laughs> unfortunately, Girl. the max and staying somewhere at least. Well, she couldn't say do the same thing all the time because that would have been a red flag too. So she had the ability to approve anything less than $10,000 and decided to write checks to. Who was she writing these checks to? Let me just say this. She's been stealing money from Yale since 2013. Wow. <laughs> tells you they are really not keeping their books in order over there. Ordering or having others make millions in electronic devices using Yale Med School monies. 
The commodities were sub subsequently delivered to an out-of-state company in cars, real estate, and money. And um, wow, I, I'm just in awe that a school of that caliber could even allow something like this to happen. Yeah. Um, she explained in the emails when she was taking the money that the purchases were for Yale Medical School needs and that she had broken them up into smaller chunks to keep the total under 10K. The out-of-state companies that resold the items to clients reimbursed her by depositing the monies into an account for Petron's company, Maziv Entertainment, LLC. So she supposedly she had an entertainment company. Cool. So... Let's just say the former Yale administrator admitted to one count of wire fraud, which carries a possible sentence of 20 years, and one count of filing a false tax return, which carries a maximum of three years. Um, she's sentenced, uh, she's scheduled to be sentenced in June. Girl. Wow. So she, but all of the stuff that she has to give up, boy, because when, when it comes time, they come for the piper. She has to forfeit, forfeit over half a million dollars in cash from the entertainment company bank account. She has to give back the 2014 Mercedes Benz, the 2017 Land Rover Range Rover, the 2015 Cadillac Escalade, the 2020 Mercedes Benz, and the 2020 16 Cadillac Escalade and a 2018 Dodge what? girl. She was getting it in and she's forced to sell the three properties that she owns or shares ownership of. I'm what stuck on this. All of that, I'm stuck on uh, the cars. I'm like, okay, she's going to stop. Okay. She's going to stop. Okay. She's going to stop. Who's driving that many cars? Girl, see, and and you know, not for nothing, she is. Jesus, help us all. Spend um, less money, everybody. Come on now, your your value, your worth is not tied up in the stuff that you have. Your value is not tied up. Like, you know, I bought a new house last year, as you know, light, and um, I was blessed because the house was fully furnished for the most part, and all I had to do was go get. Little odds and ends. Do you know every month when, it, when it's time for me to pay my bills, I don't even spend any money on anything other than the basics. So I pay my mortgage, my utilities. I buy food to eat. Outside of that, like I'm not shopping for anything else. I'm not looking right. for anything else. I'm not looking to add anything more to what's already been I, that I've been, already, been, already been blessed with. And what I'm looking to do is I'm looking for ways to make any money that I do have to make it grow, not mm -hmm. spend it on more stuff to look at. I just, man, I wish we would just get it. Because... Jamie Patron Codrington, mm -hmm. 42, scammed the university of more than $40 million by reselling gadgets purchased with university's money. Wow. And you know what? There's a picture of her here. And, you know, to some, she would look like a safe employee. She would look like she knows what she's doing. 
and I'm sure she talked a good game. And um, unfortunately, they got hoodwinked, Yale. Wow. They'll never never see that money back. No. Mm -mm. Okay, so I'm just glad this is the week of the black woman. We are so uh, thankful and grateful for the confirmation Mm -hmm. of Justice Jackson. So I'm I'm happy that this person who did this is not a sister. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm happy today. I I didn't I I didn't want it to be us. I'm you know what I'm just sad as anybody really is. I am too, but I'm glad it's not us today. I I, how about that? Can Mm -hmm. we celebrate our new? um, Give the title, please, of uh, Katanji. She is a justice. She is a Supreme Court justice. And Supreme Court Court Justice. So Biden is kind of, you know, getting some brownie points this week because of that. And then also student loan payments have been deferred for another, uh, I think, until the end of August, which gives those who are having difficulty, uh, you know, getting their money where they want it to be. It's giving them some time. And so you've got one group of folks who are saying, no, you should pay your student loans and pay them off right away. There are others, and this is the category that I fall in. I'm like, wait, let me get my money up in some other areas. And then when I am financially stable, then I can uh, just pay the loan off in one big lump sum if I want to. I don't, there are too many people struggling every single day trying to pay student loans when honestly, if you can, if they can be deferred, defer it, get that off your mind, go grind, build a business, build five businesses. Um, you know, stir steps to wealth. You got to spend less money. You got to get more money. So go out there and get some more money. And so um, I'm just excited about um, this season, this time. Um, I feel, uh, you know, really excited about all the things that are coming up. We've got the Prosper Tour uh, that is on the way. And guess what? The harvest is here. The time is now. Okay, so we're talking about the stair steps to wealth, and um, this is the checklist that I want you to um, uh, utilize as you are trying to put in all of the pieces of your financial uh, dream, okay? So uh, I have a class called the Financial Vision of Perfection, and uh, it is accompanied by its daily coaching, it's online, and it is accompanied by a um, session that we do every single Sunday. And um, we are able to not only put together the vision of perfection that we see for our finances, but we're also able to apply the spiritual elements and um, fix and adjust and heal and do all of those wonderful things. But I said all of that to say in the financial vision of perfection, it is up to each and every one of us to make sure that in this portion, get more money that we are looking at the different types of income that we uh, should um, look for. Okay, so in the quadrant, the cash flow quadrant, um, the income areas are as follows. Number one, you've got employee income. This is, again, income that you earn in exchange for time. You go to a job, they pay you money, and it's, you know, pretty much a wrap there. Um, The issue with that is if the company decides to replace you with a machine or a program, then you may not be able to earn income 
from that job indefinitely. If that job um, goes under, if they change priorities, if they decide to hire someone younger than you, um, smarter than you, with more experience than you, or whatever it is. So, yes, we all want jobs. I am an advocate for that. I love employing people. More importantly, I love helping people grow. So when you work for me, you're going to learn a whole lot of stuff you didn't know before you worked for me. You're going to learn about excellence. You're going to learn about systems. You're going to learn about financial management. You're going to learn critical thinking skills. You're going to learn leadership skills. Um, And then you're going to also be a master uh, multitasker. In most cases, I'm going to teach you one thing. You're going to learn how to do that well. And then I'm going to add more responsibilities. And I also love to reward the people who work for me. So I love employees. Each and every one of us has probably been an employee at some time or the other. And who knows? I may decide to become somebody's employee someday. Um, But that's the first area of income. This next area of income is when you are self-employed. Everybody needs a home-based business. Again, if you do hair, if you do nails, if you're a consultant, if you teach, if you, whatever it is, that's great. But when you are self-employed, now you own a job. You own a job. The company doesn't run without you. The company doesn't run if you go on vacation. The company doesn't run if you do not show up. I remember early in my financial services career, um, I had won a trip because I was one of the top producers in the company. I won a trip to Puerto Rico, but the only problem with going to Puerto Rico was if I left the office, no work would get done. And so I remember literally crying, blood, sweat, and tears, it felt like, doing everything in my power to take what was in my brain and put it into a system so that my employees could run it without me. You see, I had developed a very good reputation for getting people approved for mortgages. People would go to other mortgage professionals and they'd get denied. I had one lady who was denied five times. I had another person who was denied because of a foreclosure. I had another person, she's a good friend today and she tells this story. She was selling a home and the people who were buying her home had been denied a mortgage. So she decided to rent the home to them instead. Well, they found me and I got them approved for the mortgage in like a week. She wasn't even ready to move yet. So um, it was because of my critical thinking skills and I literally studied the underwriting guide. So I found a way to make my client's uh, financial file fit the rules. So if I help you follow the rules, you can get a mortgage. Well, how was I gonna teach that? I literally had to go step by step by step by step and teach my junior loan officers exactly how I fit, how I thought. What do I think first? What do I think second? What do I think third? Now, at this point, I was able to leave my self-employed situation and I was moving into this next area of income. It's the B. It's when you are a business owner. So when you're self-employed, you have a home-based business, you're the only one who can do the job. When you become a business owner, you own a system. You can franchise, you can teach other people, you can, the job can continue to flow without your involvement and income can still come in. So again, we're talking about 
ways to get more money. And these are the four kinds of income you want. You want employee income. If you have a job, that's a great idea because you get benefits. You get things that you probably otherwise would not get. Now, I am not anybody's employee, but I'm not against it totally, okay? Um, and for those who need to be an employee, who need the structure, that's great. Some of us are entrepreneurs and we prefer to employ others and that's fine too. But let me tell you something. If somebody wants to hire me, call me because I might just take the job. I might be okay with that. Okay. The next area is self-employed. That's when you own the job. Okay. You, you might be making a lot of money, but if you stop working, no money comes in. That's great, but you want to advance to a business. So in my advanced home-based business boot camp, I teach people how to set up a self-employed business that will eventually transform into a business owner situation where you now own a system, you employ other people, they do the work and you get paid. This final area of income is investment income. It is passive income. It is money that you make while you sleep from the systems that you create, from the investments, from your 401k, from your real estate, and many other areas. So the harvest is here. The time is now. We're talking about the stair steps to wealth. And guess what? You got this. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Okay, so we're talking about the stair steps to wealth, um, your checklist. These are the things that you're going to take a look at. Number one, you're going to spend less money. Number two, you're going to get more money. We're talking about getting more money. You've got money in the employee area. I am a, an advocate of employees. I love employing people. I love putting people to work. I love helping people to grow. So if that's one of, your, uh, if that's one of the streams of income that you have, keep your benefits, keep your 401k. Um, I tell people all the time, Quitting your job is not sexy, okay? Um, I did. I quit my job, and I was broke, all right? I struggled. Um, I quit my job. I thought I had enough money put aside, but I did not. Um, I actually um, struggled as a result of that. Would I do it again? Probably. I would. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'd probably do it again because I'm just that crazy. Um, and I knew that I needed to give all of my time, attention, and energy to what it was that I was after, which is why I am here today. It's why I am sitting in this seat today, able to speak to people all over the globe because I took a step out on faith. And even though I had a 401k, the, the, the economy crashed, my house was upside down and I went through a lot of struggles, but you know what? Here I am today. Um, but I do not necessarily recommend it for other people. Now, if you're willing to go through those things, if you're willing to struggle, if you're willing to be on food stamps, if you, hey, but this whole idea of just quitting your job because everybody's starting a business, I'm going to tell you right now, I would keep that job if I was you and I would make sure that I started to stack my dollars and then figure out a way to continue to pursue my dreams um, on the side, um, after hours, on the weekends or whatever. I say where there, well, where there is a will, there is definitely a way. So I would want to see this happen for you. You've got self-employed income, but that means you have a job. If you do not um, do the job, if you do, it won't happen, okay? If you don't work, you won't eat in a self-employed situation. But that's why I tell you to take the Advanced Home-Based Business Bootcamp in New Wealth University so that you can then become a business owner, which means now you have a system 
you've got systems in place that you can sell and franchise. So McDonald's put a system in place. They had one hamburger joint. They figured out how to uh, systemize that and create multiple hamburger joints, but they still weren't even really making any money. Once they were franchising, they ultimately ended up buying real estate, which is the income category number four, investment income. Investment income from real estate, from stock ownership, um, from other systems that you can create passive income stream from. And so once McDonald's then owned real estate, they were collecting rent off of each one of their franchise locations. So they had another stream of income there. So if McDonald's never sold a hamburger, they would still earn money from their real estate. All right. So there are many other major brands that are operating that way today. Uh, Walgreens, Walmart, um, there are several other uh, major brands that are operating that way. So you got four kinds of income in the get more money category. You've got employee income, self-employed, business owner, which means a system, and then investment income, which creates passive income so you can make money while you are asleep. Now, you got to get your money back. Why? Because that's an instant raise. If I spend $200 and I get $100 back, then I just gave myself a raise, okay? So everybody needs a home-based business because there are all these tax deductions that only home-based business owners get, like hiring your kids. That doesn't work in your regular business. doesn't work in your corporation or your LLC with other people. It only works in your sole proprietorship. So you want to have a sole proprietorship, self-employed home-based business or single-member LLC so you can take advantage of the tax deductions that will allow you to get your money back. And when you are getting your money back, you want to be strategic. Every single time I'm going to spend some money, I ask myself, can I get it back? If I'm going to go to see Alvin Ailey, I don't get that money back because you're not able to write off entertainment. But if I drive in my car and have a business dinner across the street from the theater where Alvin Ailey is going to be uh, going to play, then I get to write off the mileage and or my expenses, depending on which one I choose at, during tax time. And I get to write off the whole meal. So I just ate a good meal. I had a business discussion with my business partners or, or whomever or potential business partners or distributors or employees or what have you. We had great conversation. I ate some good food and I get all the money back and I can still go see Alvin Ailey. That's the kind of thinking that you want to put in place. That's the kind of energy that you want to put in place because guess what it's your money and you want to get your money back so the harvest is here the time is now this is your season go and collide into your opportunity let's talk about real estate real estate real estate hi i'm financial expert lynn mitchison you've seen me on good morning america the breakfast club and kbla talk i'm so excited about sharing with you the home buyers club it's time for you to get the home of your dreams no credit no problem low credit no problem no down payment no problem i'm excited about you getting a piece of the american dream join the home buyers club today Okay, so we're talking about the stair steps to wealth. I have a whole lot of these to get through, so we might have to continue this in another segment. However, I'm going to do the best I can, but I want to be as thorough as I possibly can. Number one, spend less money. Number two, get more money. Number three, get your money back. And number four, uh, <clears throat> let's go, let's, let's deal with number three, get your money back. Get your money back, okay? Don't overlook this. Do not say this is hard work. Being broke is hard work. 
Okay, you could run a Fortune 500 company with the amount of energy that it takes to rob Peter and pay Paul. So do the work because you're either going to spend your life working for the things that you want or working to fight off the things you don't. One of two things. You're either going to work for the things you want or you're going to work to fight off the stuff you don't want. Let me take your weight, for example. This is one area that just really, it gets on all of our nerves, right? So I'm either working to stay a size six or I'm working to fight off the extra pounds that a size eight is now, you know, requiring that I comply with. And I refuse to buy bigger clothes because I'm not spending any more money. I'm trying to get my money back. So since I'm not spending any money, I got to wear these size sixes that I have, which means I have to eat less or eat more of the right things. So I'm either going to spend my time working on staying the size I want to be or working to fight off the pounds I don't want. It's the same thing with your money. You're either going to work on getting more money and get, spending less money, getting more money and getting your money back, or you're going to work to fight off the fact that you don't have any. Okay? You're going to be up at night. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to have stress. Um, you know, and then even if you just decide to not deal with it. And I did that the first time I filed bankruptcy. I wasn't opening any mail. I wasn't paying attention to bills. But guess what? One day I had to face it. And I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. It was a room full of mail. I mean, it was just crazy. So at some point, we've got to deal with it. Okay? So get your money back. All right? There are hundreds of tax deductions that will allow you to keep some extra money in your pocket, but more importantly, pay less taxes during tax season or get more money back when it's time for you to file your taxes, literally. Number four, plan for retirement. Now, you can either take some of your money and put it into your 401k, especially if your company is matching. If your company is matching, then you want to put that money in that 401k, okay? If your company is matching those dollars, you that is an instant raise. It is an instant uh, uh, come up. It is an instant way to guarantee that you've got some additional money that you did not have to work for. If you don't have a 401k, start your own. In my class, How to Invest in the Stock Market, I teach you how to pick the right mutual funds. How do you pick the right mutual funds for your goals and your risk tolerance profile? How do you pick the right mutual funds for your financial DNA? All right. So this is a very important step because $100,000 can become a million dollars with the right investments. The harvest is here. The time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Okay, so we're on the Millionaire's Roundtable and we are talking about the stair steps to wealth, one, spend less money, two, get more money, three, get your money back, four, make your money grow, prepare for retirement, uh, save for a rainy day, and then some. That's this fourth area, make your money grow. 
Okay, you cannot make your money grow in the match under your mattress. Your money will not grow uh, if you simply put it in a bank account. You're going to have to get strategic about this, and you're going to have to um, learn the process and, and then get educated and continue to inspect what you expect, okay? So when the stock market crashed at the beginning of the pandemic, lots of people panicked. The stock market is going to go up, it's going to come down, it's going to go back up. Lots of people took all their money, which meant out of the stock market, which meant it was a permanent loss. But for those who kept their money in, and more importantly, for those who actually followed the strategy to buy the dip, meaning when the stock price goes down, go buy more of it, they were able to make lots of money. I had an 82% return on my money from 2020 to 2021. No, from 20, 2020 I had 122% return. In 2021, I had 82% return on my money. So it's important to make your money grow. Now, let me tell you what this means. One of the things that I want you to do is make sure that you start your 401k, as I said, um, or your mutual fund, start your own. If you are self-employed, you could potentially put up to $64,000 a year in your 401, in your own, your solo 401k, or, or your retirement account if you are self-employed, all right? The numbers differ if you are employed, but I'm talking right now about self-employed people. Now, why would I want to put my money there? One, because it's going to grow. Two, if I put it in my solo 401k, as opposed to an IRA, then I can borrow against it if I need it. I can borrow against it in the case of an emergency. I can borrow against it if I want to buy a home. I can borrow against this money and then pay myself back and keep earning interest, okay? So if you take that $64,500 $64, in 10 years, you put it under a mattress, it's only going to be worth $645,000. But if you put it in the right investment, earning 10%, it's going to earn $834,000. You'll have $834,000. If you, after 10 years, after 20 years, you'll have $2.2 million. And after 30 years, you'll have $4.4 million. If you put it under the mattress, in 10 years, you'll have 64000 In 20 years, you'll have $1.2 million, as opposed to $2.2 uh, And in 30 years, you'll have $1.9 million, as opposed to $4.4 million. That's just at 5%. That's very, very safe, modest, conservative investing. If you know how to choose the right investments that outperform the S&P 500, and let's say over time you're earning 10%. If you have, if you put in $64,500 a year, in 10 years, you'll have $1 million, $1.1 million. In 20 years, you'll have $4 million. That's just from picking the right items, okay? And in 30 years, you'll have $12 million. So this is not an area we can overlook. I told you money will work harder for you than you can ever work for it. So the harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season to collide into your next opportunity. Let's do this. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Lynn Richardson wants to help you build multiple streams of income and create more passive income for yourself. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable Round on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, 
one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Okay, so we're talking about the stair steps to wealth. What is the action of the day? And what is the word of the day? The action of the day, the hour, the word of the day, the hour. The action of the day uh, is this. Um, go put together a financial vision of perfection for yourself. What does your bank account look like? What does your savings account look like? What do your businesses look like? How much revenue do you want to earn? Um, what does your retirement look like? When you get ready to retire, how much money do you want to have? Write it in a journal. Thoughts disentangle themselves when they pass through your fingertips. If you are a member of New Wealth University, you can start to write this out in your master business and budgeting journal, or you can enroll in the class um, Financial Vision of Perfection so we can walk through this process together. So the action of the day is to write the vision and make it plain so the reader can run with it. That's in the Bible, Habakkuk 2 and 2. You want to write the vision, you want to make it plain so the reader can run with it. And the reader is you. You want to see your vision so you can continue to work towards it. The word of the day is Romans 12 and 2. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you may know what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. What is the thing that you need to renew? Do you need to renew your commitment to your savings? Do you need to renew your commitment to your next level? Do you need to renew your commitment to um, your uh, financial future? Do you need to renew your commitment to what you have promised uh, your loved ones? Do you need to renew that commitment? What does that look like for you? What, what does that mean for you? How uh, does this manifest for you? You have to renew uh, your commitment to your finances just like you would renew a subscription to a magazine. You have to decide, do I still want to get this information or do I want to move on to another resource? So it's going to be really important uh, for you to renew and it's also going to be important for you to write. So we've talked about uh, the four steps on the checklist. I'll have to continue uh, in the next episode. So uh, if you are listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable, make sure you are telling everybody that you know to listen uh, at noon. You want to listen at noon, and if you do not uh, get to hear me when I broadcast live, then you can go uh, to asklin.org, and then you can listen there, and you can also go to Lynn. Uh, You've been listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Oh my God, we've had so much fun together, but you still have work to do, okay? First, I want you to go to all the social media platforms and follow me at Lynn Richardson. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and honey, I got a TikTok too, okay? I got a TikTok, okay? So go to all those platforms, follow me. The next thing I want you to do is to get help get started. Go to www.asklin.org. That's www.asklin.org. And guess what? I want you to stay tuned to the KBLA Midday Money Chain ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts. It's up next after news and traffic on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.